This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema, and this is kind of a sequel episode to the last episode we just recorded, and it's also part of our Spike Lee retrospective, one of Han's favorite filmmakers, Spike Lee. Uh, Hans, you are a, a, a scholar of African-American cinema. Yeah, I'm a Lee head. Is that what you call the fans? The Spike head? Which one? Which one's better? No, I think a Lee head is, is Lee. better and sounds, <laughs> sounds about right. Like- little racist uh, <laughs> uh hey we're, we're talking about old boy 2013 the highly awaited remake you know they said that movie's good but we can make it great we can make old boy great again that's what he says in the five bloods i think at the end in that little documentary styled speech that the characters make uh yeah 2013 um what were you doing in 2013 what was that like nine years ago yeah that was a long time ago i think i was still in england uh with hopes and dreams of staying there and making something out of myself before that all fell apart (laughs) so i was still hopeful and a, a nice boy 27, 20-something-year-old, 20 <laughs> late-20s boy. <laughs> and I know you were really looking forward to this old boy remake. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so we're talking about 2013's Old Boy, which is the only film, a little bit of trivia for you, the only film that Spike Lee ever directed that does not have, at the beginning of it, a Spike Lee joint. What does it have? Uh, directed by Spike Lee. Oh. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> what did you think it would have? I don't know. Alan was, Smith. Chi- was Chinese. Well, not Chinese, Korean. My bad. Goddamn. What, what's something that Korean people. Wait, no, I just realized that joint is not joint. It's like that's so, like, same flick, not a spikely. Never mind. Joint Can we move security on? Security area. <laughs> Spikely's. Uh, yeah. yeah. Listen. I don't know how Spike Lee got this movie. I don't know who suggested that Spike Lee be the one to helm the American adaptation of Old Boy. Uh, it, it's um, it's very puzzling, but I was intrigued when I heard about this because I love Park Chan Wook. I love Spike Lee, but I also knew at the time Spike Lee has not really been firing on all cylinders as a director but he hadn't made the worst films of his career just yet although i think we did say she hate me was his worst movie right so may- maybe the worst film but some of the worst movies like chirac is just a, a total piece of shit uh the the sweet blood of jesus remarkably terrible uh, I would actually probably say now in retrospect, having watched She Hate Me twice, that is in that's an easier going than The Sweet Blood of Jesus. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I thought it was a very strange choice because there's nothing really in, in Spike's filmography that screams adapt Korean cinema. Right. You know, he did, what do you do? Um, Inside Man and 25th Hour, which kind of maybe uh, gleaned that he could helm something that was action-related or thriller-related, but it didn't say, hey, you know who would be great for old boy? Spike Lee. You know, this movie that's considered by many people to be the best Korean movie of all time uh, has a lot of action and is very violent. Let's get Spike Lee. <laughs> who is producer? I'm, I'm going to look that up because I'm Focus sure. Features put the film out. I don't know if there's any like notable producers on this movie. Now, Spike Lee has long contended, and I am inclined to believe him, that sometime during post-production, they were not happy with his cut of the film and said, we're going to hire some different editors and we're going to take over and rework the movie. Um, which... I don't know if that would be enough to save what what was there. If you saw Spike Lee's original version, it, it's kind of tough to say because, again, he was not the director that he was in the 90s at this point in his career. I do believe that if you were to see whatever his director's cut was, 
and he puts it he he issued a a book that's just called spike and it's a coffee table book and it goes through his entire career all the commercials and uh, films and everything that he's done that he's directed um he makes a note saying i hope someday the world gets to see what was my version of old boy because he thinks there's a good movie in there that he cut and they didn't want anything to do with maybe because I, he might have been at the peak of his alcoholism during this time. <laughs> That's weird because he's a producer on the movie too. You mm -hmm. would think that he would have kept that cut to himself. They're I'm sure it exists that. somewhere. I mean, I don't know, actually. You know, back in 2013, I don't think we were in the era of, all right, the director is going to sneakily put a version of the film on a hard drive and store that forever. Paul Schrader's right. the first guy to do that when they took over... The Dying of the Light. And uh, that might have been Focus Features as well. That was 2015 or 2016. Nicholas Winding Refn signed on to produce it. He got Anton Yelchin and Nicholas Cage. And they reworked his movie in a way that he was not happy with, in a way that Refn was not happy with, so that it could be sold as like one of these generic Nicholas Cage action movies that went direct to DVD during that time. Yeah. And he put out his version, Dark, on the Pirate Bay. He uploaded it himself with a little note. So he's like the first guy to publicly do that. And um, Was it that big of a difference between yeah. the two? There was? I don't yes. think I ever saw Dark. I only, I, Dark was the only version that I watched. And I actually picked up some. So he did not have the master copies uh, of the, uh, the, the footage that was used in the movie. He didn't have the dailies. And um, what he did was... He picked up his phone when he was in, like, the room or wherever where he was watching it, and he just recorded it. And then he put that in the movie, but he made it part of the style of the movie. And I thought it was kind of interesting how he had done that. Um, now, if you watch The Dying of the Light, which is on Netflix, I believe, their version is actually better. Their, their version is... Uh, I mean, it's not that generic of a movie. It's better. It's just a little more complete than what Paul Schrader's cut wound up being. Um, so that's not to say that Spike Lee's version of Old Boy would be the superior version, but I don't think you can go much lower than what we got. Yeah. I was about to ask your opinion of it, because I, I think it's a big piece of shit that should have never existed. Um, what do you think of Spike Lee's Old Boy? What, what's your your take on it i don't think do you have a letterbox i probably have a letterbox i actually wrote a review for a website when it came out i had gone to go see it in the uh the movie theater when it was put out in 2013 and my review was not totally negative and when i watched it back um it was definitely more negative than, than when one I saw and a half one and a half stars on letterbox yeah, uh, so listen, I think that there are parts of this movie that are salvageable. I think that the casting isn't bad on paper. Mm -hmm. I think Josh Brolin is kind of a, he, you know, he's too, he's almost like too manly for this character. He's too much of yeah. like a strong, brutish guy. And you need he's, a dude who's soft. And they, His jaw is too strong for him mm -hmm. to play that guy. <laughs> you, need, you need to have an actor who can play both who can play soft and then also a heavy and make Josh it believable. Gad. Yes, the Josh yes. Gad. Jonah Hill, skinny <laughs> and fat. That's the way you got to go with it. Yeah, he just, uh, you got the hallway scene where he beats uh, a bunch of people with his skin flaps after he lost all that weight. <laughs> it's like a bat. <laughs> yeah. He just sucks them up in it. Um, uh, Charles like... Coldplay's terrible, though. Yeah, he's the, the worst of just... part. Casting of Joe's Brolin, maybe it's not bad. He doesn't have the look, but he's a good actor. I they, he didn't bother me that much. Charlto, it's a he makes a complete mockery of, of what the character is, especially mm -hmm. in the original one. That's the, the the bad actor whose name I I don't know, but that Korean guy, uh, he goes it could literally apply to like seventy five percent of that movie. <laughs> that Korean yeah. guy, he uh he goes from like contain psychos to crazy to like um smart villain that's very smart me and very shitty to like very vulnerable 
by the end of it too so it's a, a huge range of of acting that he does charlton is just a caricature he just yeah. got in he got in good shape and then he's just you know so cartoon i i again i i think with the with the joe i think his name is like joe desu or, or joe Doucette. joe Doucette is the character in the american one uh, i think you would have been better off if you had gotten like a I don't even think this would be good, but like a Woody Harrelson type of guy who can jump from funny to uh, like manic and uh, masculine. And then with the Shalto Copley character where you're playing the bad guy, I think Shalto could have been a really good and interesting choice if Spike said, knock it off. Stop doing that. You're <laughs> fucking ruining the movie. Why are you acting that way? Why are you doing that voice? Um, because he's a cartoon character. He yeah. does not fit with the tone. You know, up until Charlto Copley's character comes in, I'd give the movie like a 50%. Because I think it's not necessarily landing, but it's definitely as watchable as it is unwatchable during scenes. You're going back and forth. And when his character comes in and explains the whole idea of why he locked up Joe, it sucks any sort of plausibility out of the movie and makes it a a joke. It, it's just, uh, it's horrible. And the acting of Josh Brolin also suffers in that third act whenever he is acting alongside Shalto Copley. When he's losing his mind at the end, it's like the twist revelation of Elizabeth Olsen being his daughter, Josh Brolin's acting is fucking horrible in that scene. And it's entirely because Charlotte Copley is his acting partner. He's feeding off that very like jokey, not committed energy that's going on there. And it doesn't work. It, it just feels embarrassing and silly. And it, it was, it's ultimately a big mistake. This movie. From starting with his look, uh, I'm trying to figure out what Spike Lee was going for because the the original character he's just like a slick rich guy, right? That's young and that's it. But then when you have something like this, <laughs> like oh, how God. are you supposed to take this seriously? That goatee, that beard that they gave him, and and just it's like he didn't know what he wanted from that character, so it's it just not just his performance but also the look that this guy has it doesn't really scream serious villain for movies you know it's, it feels more like a like a sketch you know it's not it very feels threatening. like a t-mobile commercial when you see him on screen with that iphone in his hand uh the beard this is like oh god it, it's horrible also making the uh like his bodyguard a woman i think was a poor yeah choice you know here's how you fix the movie have Charlotte Copley be Joe and have Josh Brolin be the antagonist. Yeah. Then you I, probably I could, have a I decent movie. Just have him not be ripped, I guess. Uh, because he there's a, a, a that I completely forgot about when he's in the pool and I've never seen Charlotte Copley in, in shape before. And it's kind of weird <laughs> because it just doesn't fit with who the guy is. I don't know he's acting, so I'm supposed to suspend his belief, but it just also, what is that thing on his chest too? Like that basket case monster thing on his chest? Like, well, I, it goes it's... with the backstory because they changed the backstory for this character, where it was a very simple. He was fucking his sister. Yeah. Someone found out the sister was embarrassed, thought she was pregnant, convinced herself she was, and then killed herself. And in this one, you know, you got to up the ante. There was always the talk of. So prior to this movie even happening, when Spielberg was set to helm it and it was going to be Will Smith as uh, the lead character, there was always a talk of they're going to base it off of the manga, not the 2003 Korean film, and they're not going to do the ending. They will never have in a Western movie the lead character fuck his own daughter and fall in love with his daughter. And Spike and... I, uh, Gary Dauberman, horrible screenwriter, Gary Dauberman, who I've criticized endlessly on this program, who's helming Salem's Lot, and that also now no longer has a release date. 
um, oh, that really? could wind up. They, they I, I, yeah. I remember the last time you mentioned it, you were like, "Oh, we haven't heard anything. It's supposed to come out in like September or something or mm-hmm. October, and we haven't heard." And then it got moved. Then it got moved to I think March, and now it doesn't have anything. They don't know what they're doing with that movie. Um, Gary Dauberman is the he, he ruins everything that he's part of. Uh, he's the reason why the It movies kind of, uh, or at least the second one, floundered. He's just bad news. If you see his name attached to the script, I I don't know anything about his directing. We'll find out. He wrote I Am Legend. Um, so he was going to do a draft for Spielberg that would star Will Smith. And then he did a one-over for Spike Lee. And that is where this ending came in. Dude, the fucking ugh you got annabelle you got annabelle creation the witches the nun annabelle comes home uh it chapter two mm-hmm. the cabin house i don't know what that is but yeah uh, the cabin house isn't that m Knight's movie that he has coming out no it's directed by devon lawyer rope don't know. 20, 2019. Okay. Um, college friends rent a cabin in a remote part of town for a weekend getaway. A weekend getaway that quickly turned f- from a weekend of fun to a weekend of pure terror. Uh, it looks terrible. But yeah, uh, that track record. I, I I understand that those Annabelle movies probably made money, right? Oh, yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't give... A beloved, I mean, it's not a franchise, but you know, a, an IP that a lot of people appreciate, like Salem Slot, to this guy. He just I don't be... think they care about it. I mean, that's that's a big thing too. I think their mentality is if Stephen King's name is on it, there's an audience for it, and it's better to just have something out than nothing out. Or at least that was the idea before. Zasloff took over Warner Brothers, which is maybe why this is up in the air as far as what they want to do with it. And Gary Dauberman is somebody who is very reliable at delivering a an audience-accepted property, right? Because people still liked it, and he did a one-over on the Fukunaga script. Uh, people liked I Am Legend. He's really got a, an extremely lucky track record as far as that goes. And James Wan can't help but employ the man. So he he helmed this 2013 um, screenplay. And uh, instead of, you know, pulling back, pulling punches with this version of Old Boy, they took the mentality, what if we just took it a step further? What if, what if the antagonist wasn't just fucking his sister? What if... What if he was fucking the entire family? What if he was sucking his dad's cock? Oh, great idea. Is that, is that what, the thing on his chest, is that what happens when you do that? Yes, his dad was like one of those xenomorph aliens and just busted a load on his chest. And just <laughs> That's the big twist. They cut that out. That was not Spike Lee's cut of the movie. That's um, why he's always mad. He gets a shotgun blast to the chest because his dad is like, why am I fucking my two kids? I got to kill everybody now. I just ruined my family. I fucked my kids. I got to kill them. Yeah. I don't know about that change. Hey, you ever fuck know. your kids and kill them? No. Tried. That's why I have this <laughs> on my chest. <laughs> it's just blood. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, mm, I, I like it when uh, directors take risks. That That just seems like a... Like a stupid. It just seems yeah. fucking stupid. It's like the the original one is impactful enough. Why do you need to up the ante? And then, and if you're going to do that, at least don't have a cartoon character playing that character because then it's like, what's the point of going harder? I guess. And then is delivered by you know a cartoon villain. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why is there a British family living in America? <laughs> That's that's what I was yeah. wondering. Why does he have a, a Korean? Because uh, he's a lady with he's, him. He's a WMAF guy, libertarian. You know what is that's, what is that? I don't know. 
but listen, man that walk alone on their own shoes. What is that called? <laughs> Something like that. What MGTOW? Damn, I forgot MGTOW is even a thing. We're so far away from 2016 now. <laughs> hey, what do you think that? about Michael Imperioli in this movie as the schlubby best friend, uh, a cafe nerd? Computer yeah, I cafe. Think, I think he should stay. Uh, not uh, acting with sopranos related things oh. and that's it <laughs> stay <laughs> narrating he's... sopranos movies yeah, over Zoom. Good. yep good for him he got paid for that he probably should not play anything other than then that I'm, I'm sure he's a nice guy but uh you know there's people that are just born to play a thing and then you see them doing something else and you're kind of like oh look is that italian guy from that other thing but now he's here he was with Spike before anything Sopranos. He co-wrote Summer of Sam. Okay. <laughs> what the hell cool. do you know? You don't know nothing. He's an accomplished screenwriter. God damn it. Never seen Summer of Sam. Uh, it's not can, very good. It's not, it's not the worst. It's actually, you know who's good in that is John Leguizamo. That was like the last good thing oof. he did. Damn. Like, hey, did you ever see really... The Pest? Yeah. What a... <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. I couldn't believe I put that on and I was just I was immediately turned off to it. Like I, I thought like, okay, well this is nineties, it's John Leguizamo, it'll be over the top. I just got mad. Yeah. You know? I didn't even I wanna tell you to pull up like the opening of it, but I don't even want to sit through it. It's just kind of it's infuriating. I just um, get mad. He's just someone that's been able to have a career with very minimal talent playing pretty much the same thing mm -hmm. and pulling his uh, fake Latino card, <laughs> his fake oppression card, even though he's been a fucking millionaire for 20 years. Well, he's mad that James Franco is going to be Che Guevara, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. No, Castro. Or Castro. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Castro. Yeah. He wants to play Castro. That's why. Yeah, that's. Have you seen what he looks like now, though? Can't really. Uh, I don't you know. Just pull up a picture of John Leguizamo, twenty twenty-two. Chubby face Castro. Let's see. Eh, I mean. No, this uh, is a real. This is a real one. Hold on. <laughs> this is from his Instagram. It's, it's not... the not red carpet yeah, photo. There we go. Here it is. Yeah, that's not very Castro to me. That's, that's very uh, sandwich shop owner, Leguizamo, not the leader of a communist country at all. So uh, good for him to be. But but you see the thing, like, he's just you know, growing the Latinx presence. Yeah. He's You're... the D.L. Hughley of the yeah. Latin community. But I don't, does anyone, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, there's a lot of... of Latin American people that just having one of their own there, they support everything they do. You can still, as a Latin American person, <laughs> I can confidently say that he sucks. And uh, not just, like, I like them in some things, and I think he, he plays, sometimes plays the, the side guy okay, but he always has that, that extra level that is not needed just because he has to be flamboyant, he has to be Latino. So here's me. So I, I, I've i never really thought much of him. I watched the past because of you, because of what you told me like years ago. And that was just, it's completely ruined. I can't I can't enjoy Super Mario Brothers anymore. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he should have played the Charlotte Copley bad guy in this movie to tone it down a little bit. Just get ripped. Uh, yeah, I. Oh, by the way, he's complaining about that. Didn't he play Italian in Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, Hypocrite. yeah, he did. Oh no, 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 no. He was adopted. That's why. Oh, so yeah, he was Puerto still Rican, playing Puerto Rican Luigi. Right. Hermano Mario, I get it. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh Jesus. Yeah. So uh, why did we get to live with Sam? because uh, he was in Summer Sam, which Spike Lee directed. All right. And that was one of his last good uh, artistic performances. Should we do an episode on the pest? Fuck no. No, I wouldn't even want to do a civic TV on the pest. I just want to make you watch it again. <laughs> yeah. That You know who else is in the pest? Is um, known child molester Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, he was all over those 90s movies, huh? Oh, God, I forgot about his. Yeah. Uh, Freddy Rodriguez, remember him? 
Uh, yeah, I do. He was a little gay guy and everything, right? He yeah, was in uh, Planet Terror. So yeah, are are Arius Spears? Is he Arius Spears got canceled because he oh, said that? Oh, Arius Spears. Yeah, that's such a random cancellation. Him and Tiffany Haddish also being accused of child molestation. So no, no, not because of that. Because oh. he said that Lizzo bothers him because she looks at the shit emoji. <laughs> Wow, double uh, double double yeah. heat for Erie Spares. Yeah, good for him getting mentioned, I guess. Not many people have been thought about him. Oh my god, he's got more than one comedy special. Johnny Wizamo. Freaking sexaholic, a love story where he of pretends to he be does. more Latin American than he actually is. They would give him an HBO one man show once every couple of years, up until about two thousand five or so. HBO loved him. Yeah, that's it's so sad about Latin American representation where that's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy that's going to represent everyone. Hey, ay, 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 ay. that's the guy. Great. Very. That's that's what we all sound like. That's 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 why nobody believes that I'm Latin American. Do you think that he like, would where's, be? Where's do, you think, do you think he'd be happy if Oscar Isaac got cast as Fidel Castro? Oh, well, he's Guatemalan, right? Sure. I think he's... Yeah, he's Latin, but I'm saying if it went to Oscar Isaac, who's an actually talented Latin American actor and not John Leguizamo. I think he would still complain. And instead of saying that it's not going to a Latin American person, he would say, well, he gets everything now. They only they only hire one Latino. So, of course, right. He's the token, of course, because yeah. he's so white now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That f five foot one little brown man is, is the token Latino now. At least he doesn't play the stereotype like Leguizamo does. That's the thing that always bothers me. There's like, you don't have to do that. There's there's people like me, you know, that are not like, I, 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 everything. Aye, 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 that's right. Uh, and uh, we don't get representation because if, you, if, you, uh, if you're a Latino and anything, it's either the bald Mexican that's actually Italian with a mustache that we talked about with, uh, with Brendan, I think it was. Do you remember his name? Uh, oh, the, um... the one that's on everything and his name his name is shortened to just initials because his last name is like super italian remember what his name is Fuck. uh it's not coming to mind at the moment what was he on everything oh it's just bald mexican guy with a mustache <laughs> but it's either it's either that or or the leguizamo character and it's like there's you know we're not we're not all like that that's my representation in mass state lottery you're going to see a very different version of, of Latino person. Latinx. The Latinx community. No, that's not no now you're being un-PC, Hans. <laughs> I thought we were turning over a new leaf for this show to try and get the Ethan Klein fan base oh, yeah. of... Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's, that's the ticket. Uh, I'll be the Hassan and you'll be the Ethan Klein. You that's can just be the the wife that sits on the side and just goes. <laughs> yeah, the healer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, healer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, this old boy movie. Is there anything you liked about Old Boy twenty thirteen? Um. Uh, that suitcase was nice. <laughs> that he came out of that looked uh, nicer than the Korean one. Um. Even his wig wasn't as good as, you know, when he's been uh, kidnapped for 15 years. Even that looks bad compared to what I'm sure was his natural hair uh, on the Korean movie. Because he, I think he kind of keeps it for, for the rest of it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I I would have to think really hard about something that I... And I, I guess my, my problem also is that I compare it to the original one, which I think is a mistake that I do always every time I or every time I watch a, a remake. You don't I think watch. it calls for it, though? I mean, it, it feels like they were going for that beat for beat and at no point didn't have that movie out of their mind. I don't think there was ever a time and maybe they said this publicly in like interviews or something like we're trying to do our own thing but clearly you watch this movie and that's not the case at all they want to uh live up to that 2003 korean film from park chan wook 
and they fall so short of that it's remarkable yeah especially because uh and i'm i'm again i'm not a scholar when it comes to spike lee movies but his visual style even though it's interesting and he was i guess you can say groundbreaking uh with the kind of shots he was doing in his early movies he's never been someone that you watch because of the way that his movies look mm -hmm. uh compared to Park Chan Wook who's got such a refined style to his shots and the way he makes movies that it feels like such an odd pairing to try to remake it and not just try to do like I guess its own thing uh which at the end it's not what it ended up being no you need a, a filmmaker who's clever with composition and with editing because Park Chan-wook's style, as far as that goes, is very Hitchcock-like, and Spike Lee is nowhere near yeah. that ballpark, and he doesn't really even go for that. Nothing that he's done has called for that sort of editing or or shooting. So um, you would need a more clever filmmaker than that if you were trying to do this in 2013. I don't know who that would necessarily be. Um, Maybe someone like a no, I don't have anybody. I have nothing. I've got Refn. nobody for that. Yeah, Refn. No, honestly, Refn's old boy. I wanted to avoid saying Refn when it comes to a director uh, to helm a remake of Old Boy, but he's the only one that I think could put it put his own stamp on that and have it work with what's already there and build something different from that. You know, I think I would be interested in in seeing what. Uh von trier would do with something like this because oh, he's dead he's gone he's <laughs> shaky hands parkinson's dying oh. old man uh the kingdom the final season that they just shot um that's it he knows he's done and he said this is my last my last hurrah it's that, it that's that sucks it. because not not because i'm the biggest fan of his but he's he's one of those directors that is willing to push the envelope not just with his interviews where he talks nicely about uh figures of the past but also with his movies like they're they're always pushing boundaries and well the fact that he's now shaky uh lars j fox uh sucks that's really mm -hmm. sad uh because something like this I, I think especially after the house of jack built uh i feel like his take would be at least interesting to watch um, just to see how, how far he would push the envelope. And if he did what uh, Spike Lee did with the villain backstory, I feel like he would be able to handle that a little bit better than what they did with Charlotte Copley. I don't know if he would ever be interested in remaking uh, somebody else's film. Although he did do the five obstructions. He was, I mean, he didn't do that, but he was orchestrating that. He directed that. Maybe there would be a fascination there. Um, I don't know. It's kind of weird to think of Stephen King remade his shit with um, Kingdom Hospital back in the early aughts. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think he's a very good director. I don't know if – I'm sure he could pull this off in his own way, but I, I don't know. Um, it seems too energetic for him. He's all about, like, feeling out the scene, taking your time. Mm -hmm. It would be a very, a very different old boy. Um, it's a dogma old boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just running around chasing a an asian man hitting people um i don't i don't know uh do you have any other thoughts on this old boy 2013 movie because I, I i don't know if i have too much to say the, here's one thing i did like i liked samuel jackson in this movie i liked him having uh you know Tuft. yeah parts of his uh what was it parts of his lip or part being removed chunks of it being removed or his neck no it's parts of his neck were being cut out i thought that was well done and uh probably my favorite bit of the movie uh, when joe takes the box cutter to his throat and starts removing pieces of him to try and get him to talk got it should i pull it up yeah why not oh shit hold on so i always forget to check the we're going to be taking a look, I guess, at that scene or a scene. We'll find out. How's it good? 20 years. Which 
Well, they also made it 20 years. The original one is 15, right? Mm -hmm. Hello? Hello? You like that this is Josh Brolin's version of being a fat star? Fat? Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> just muscular with a belly. Kind of a belly, not even... No, he. Uh, I just remember how bad that. That. Oh, Mark Pro Prosevich. This guy fucking stinks too. Did I confuse him with Dauberman? Maybe they have a similar look. They do. Yeah. When I was looking it up, I was like, it was this guy? Yeah, that's fat. Oh, right? fatty! You fat pig! <laughs> oh, what a loser! Wow. I love that Spike doesn't even believe what he's saying. <laughs> he's reading the teleprompter. That's him. How many times did they say 20 years in the movie? Because in this little <laughs> featurette, they did it twice already. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess they didn't show that scene. I don't know why I thought that scene would be on YouTube. Mark Prosevich. I think he did I Am Legend. I got him confused with Gary Dauber. My mistake, folks. This is why it's a Patreon-only episode. Because I made a mistake. And now that means I have to bury the episode. <laughs> we'll never know. Um, the guy you were shit-talking is just another guy that kind of looks like him. Kind of looks like Gary Dowerman. Oh, why people look the same. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks like Spencer. Um, all right. What All right. What would you say then? If uh, if you had to remake another Park Chan-wook movie, who oh. who would you place as the director and which Park Chan-wook movie would it be? Damn. Hmm. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, I don't like this question. <laughs> I don't the like answer. This the answer. There's only one answer to this, and it's sympathy for Lady Vengeance, directed by Olivia Wilde. Yeah. What is she? What's her thing now? She's what is what is the Don't Look Darling cause... movie that fell apart because she's a fucking liar? She's like Welcome all actresses home. are liars. What's they make movie? up stories. Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. Is that the... <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's her best movie. I love that movie. Martin Lawrence as what, what, old boy. What did she lie about? Something with Shia LaBeouf, right? Shia LaBeouf has. Uh, I, I tweeted that this has been his redemption week because uh, he started the press tour for uh, the Padre Pio movie that Abel Ferrara directed that he stars in. Incoming and here. um he uh he popped on so john bernthal has a podcast for some yeah, reason i saw that. why i don't know he just uh, he you know he lets people talk and he goes yeah yeah true true that's fair with the, true with the sideways hat yeah <laughs> it's just very yeah he has nothing to offer he's just a fake tough guy that's all he is um i like him as an actor but he's yeah. he he doesn't belong in that podcast media he doesn't belong on youtube uh so he went on that and he also did a catholic podcast and he was talking about everything he was talking about all his troubles and um they were enjoyable shows but the big thing that came out right around the same time is that olivia wilde said i had to fire shia labeouf because florence pug pug how do you say her last name i'm foreign you're asking me Pew. Uh, pig. P-E-U. That's her feet. Um, she is, does not like Shia LaBeouf's method acting or however he warms up, however he gets into character. Um, and in reality, he was just not vibing the movie anymore. He quit the movie, and she begged him to come back to set and uh, referred to Florence as Miss Flo. Miss Flo is known for her attitudes on the set. Um, 
So is that a period thing? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that all it did was just bring attention to her shitty movie that probably no one had any interest in watching. Before. Negative attention. Well, here's the thing now. If this story doesn't come out and Shia LaBeouf doesn't send the video to Variety that he recorded for him, that she recorded for him, excuse me, uh, uh, to try and convince him to come back where she's begging. Because she's a fuck. Because actresses are liars and stupid. And they make up stories to sound good and be perceived as good. And they're liars and stupid. Why would you? Yeah, I don't. It's like they don't understand technology. You know, I'm just going to record this video where I shit talk this other actor. Let's hope it doesn't come out. Mm -hmm. The actor that's only, the star of my movie. <laughs> only women. This is a pathology that is, it's mainly women and gay guys do this sort of big hysterical story that never happened. That's just a fucking fantasy and go public with it and tell it like it's the truth. And it always sounds cookie cutter perfect. Olivia Wilde, clearly a crazy psychopath to have Jason Sudeikis serve divorce papers to her during Comic-Con or whatever presentation. Imagine hating your ex-wife, who you had kids with so much that you humiliate her in that fashion. People say, he must be an asshole. Yeah, he no. probably fucking is an asshole. He's probably a horrible guy. But imagine, what did she do for him to hate her so much to do that? For Ted Lasso to be an asshole. America's nice imagine. guy. Yeah. The new Bob Saget did that. Why? Why would he do that? Just what, because he's a sociopath? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. I think she was probably a crazy bitch. That's my guess. I. I don't know. It just seems like it's a common trend. Is she was she was a little too wild, wild at heart, Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Now she's dating Harry Styles. Man who loves to wear dresses and kiss Nick Kroll on the mouth. Nice. Nick Kroll's in this movie too. Great. Good mm -hmm. for him. I guess. I bet you fine. this would have gotten 90% on Rotten Tomatoes if that never happened. And now it's at 30%. Oh, I bet wow, you it's not really? even that bad. I bet you it's not even that bad. I, I bet it's just a whatever forgettable movie, but she wanted to. 42%, yeah. She cared about the message a little too much, and now she's going to pay for it. She's going to get a good deal with Daily Wire, direct their <laughs> next movie, direct their Western series. It'll be a fantastic time at the movies. Is that her first? Oh, she directed a movie called Book Smart. Mm -hmm. Which was popular. That had Beanie Feldstein, Jonah Hill's sister in that movie. And uh, it got critically well received. Wait, Jonah Hill's last name is Feldstein? No, Jonah Hill's name is Jonah Hill. Oh. Which is his father's last name. Feldstein, I think, is the mother's last name. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's like, you change your name to Feldstein? Jonah Feldstein. <laughs> no, the sister, I mean. His sister went from Beanie Hill to Beanie Be Fels. Benny Hill. That's Benny. right. <laughs> Bookstructure Benny Hill. <laughs> um, so, Old Boy 2013. It's one of the worst movies of uh, 2013. Yep. That's a good year, too. It was a great year for movies. You know, I, I don't think Tusk came out in 2013. I think that was 2014. We're getting a sequel to Tusk. Do you think that's happening? I think he, he thinks it's happening. It. Yeah. I think he's excited to do sequels to every movie he's done. You're gonna get Chasing Amy two. You're gonna oh. get uh, well, the Mallrats one. Was the Mallrats one? I think will happen eventually. Clerks three comes out next week. Fathom Events. Are you gonna make me watch that for an episode? When it goes to digital, hell yeah. Hell yeah, theater, Clerks Trilogy. I'm going to fly to the United States. <laughs> you're going fucking... to fly. What's the closest state? Florida? Yeah. Yeah, be that'll... A five-hour flight to Florida so I can watch Clerks 3 in this theater with a Q&A, Kevin Smith at the end. I don't I don't think he's doing anything he's special. Doing... No, because everyone's just going to make fun of him crying at everything. <laughs> he's just like, Kevin, why do you keep crying? His fan well, base is diminishing, uh, which... He's he are so he's the first director to say I don't care about critics anymore. I got a fan base. I know I can sustain that fan base. I'm going to make films for that fan base, which is a very like comic booky mentality. Yeah. And now you go to like Reddit and you go to Facebook. 
there's no growth at all. All of his fans are within the same age group. Like, there's a median average of like 40. <laughs> yeah, about honestly, about th- I was gonna say 38 years old is like the average age of his fan. He's not bringing in any new people. And I think when he realizes that that's going to run out and you're not going to be able to make your movies this way because that's going to fade. And I mean, maybe people will keep showing up, but you're going to continually lose people on every single one because you can't really go higher than Clerks 3 as far as his movies go. Then you got to do something different. You, you got to go back to whatever it was that made you good once upon a time. But it's also... I feel like that's also not him being completely honest with the whole, I don't care about critics, I'm just going to do things for my fans, because then he's also a shill for everything corporation. Mm. So so you can't be an indie darling that cries at the Flash CW series, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't really go with each other special. And you know what, if you're crying at the Flash, that's fine. You know, go cry at the TV show. You don't have to post a picture of yourself in tears because Grant Gusting or whatever his name is has a new suit. You know, uh, so so that's that's the where those two things don't fit because you're still trying to be that chill, but they won't give you anything because you're not that good. And then at the other uh, on the other side, you know, I'm doing things just for my fans, but that's not the persona that you're playing on on, on the internet. It's supposed to be you, right? Yeah. So, he's well, nice. I I don't know. I will see Clerks three because I am a loyal Kevin Smith fan, and um, I have no expectation for it to be even as good as what Clerks two was. Yeah. But um, I don't think he's beyond redemption as a director. I just don't know what it's going to take for him to be able to make what would be a good movie. Um, I think, I think maybe now that his life is starting to become closer to normal and by normal, I mean not famous, wealthy Hollywood director guy. Um, there's an opportunity for him to gain new life experiences and maybe use that because all of his movies came from experiences. He had even clerks three predictably is about, Oh, he had a heart attack. Now he's going to go make a movie as Randall. Anyway. Um, very creative really had to go to the well to Mm -hmm. get that story uh yeah i i um i'm one of the people that he's lost um not just because of the quality of his work but also i used to like how outspoken he was when he had original opinions i guess so you would try to get his point of view on things i used to i think i have the first two uh evening with Kev- kevin smith dvds uh because i was like let's let's hear stories about the industry from this outsider right mm-hmm. but as soon as he's as he tried to like fit in with that that he was completely rejected from uh he just turned into just like a, a very unlikable man child that i think his novelty was that he gave fans of his the opportunity to learn whatever his opinions were about film and life and whatever long before anybody else did. So he kind of ushered in the idea or what the appeal is of podcasts before that was like a normal thing. And um, without that, you know, now that everybody's had, I mean, Tarantino and Roger Avery have a podcast now. um, It's not exciting. And you know what to expect from Kevin Smith. That's the unfortunate thing about it. Um, all right. Do we have anything else we can add about Old Boy or uh, anything Park Chan Wook, Spike Lee related? Since we've been going now for for a little bit, um, we did a, obviously a heftier episode on the 2003 film, which is far superior. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm surprised Bollywood hasn't taken a stab at Old Boy yet. I mean, it would be Ooh. very controversial if they stuck all the way through with it. But you know, I... they take everything. They would take that away from the movie, I think. I don't think they would add the incest stuff, even though it probably happens there a lot. <laughs> it would be um, something like... Uh, the here's, here's... from RRR to do old boy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... You know, I, I would actually like to see that. Uh, I bet you they would change it, though. So they would change it to be something much more dignified in Bollywood, but still, like, low. So here's what it would be. It would actually be he falls in love with his best friend's wife. Mm. 
That would be like the compromise. When do you think they'll dance? What part of the movie is the dance number coming? Is he dancing inside of the room with his No, I don't I don't think he's dancing inside. <laughs> I don't think he's dancing inside the room. I think uh maybe there's a celebratory dance on the roof when he like grabs the guy's tie oh, in the yeah. original and they start dancing. Um, you know, to celebrate being free, being free men. Right. And then maybe at the end, you know, you have uh the bad guy and his bodyguard break out in a dance sequence when he's like about to cut his tongue off. I think that could maybe happen. Maybe. I'm just trying to figure out where you would fit that more than one dance number there. But yeah, I'll be interested. I would be more interested in watching that than watching Spike Leak's old boy again. What about so. Matt Reeves' old boy? <laughs> no. What about Matt Reeves' nothing? What? what? I would, I, you know, I, I was pretty pleased to hear that his Cape Crusader Batman the Animated Series revival got rejected, got Zazloft out of production. Even though it was, I think it was like almost finished. Just like Batgirl. It's done. There's a Sputnik remake that he's doing? Sputnik? Uh, that's very upsetting. That was a... Was that the one that someone in one of our videos also recommended? I don't know. What is what are you talking about? Sputnik? Is that is an alien Russian movie about an alien? You never seen that? That's Is that one. with Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd? No. Oh. No, that's that's uh Blues Brothers. No, no that's uh, spies like us. It's a it's a movie about these astronauts that went to space and then when they came down, um one of them was dead, horribly killed, and then the other one was acting weird and then he just has like an alien inside of him or whatever it's really good uh, it's on netflix i think now so that's that's definitely a recommend sucks that he's apparently producing a remake an american remake of it because that's unnecessary but that's uh recommended for me because I, I saw it very recently uh and uh, you should check out because you're not familiar with it at all <laughs> All right, we'll we'll set a reminder for Sputnik. Uh, what would what was the what would you say is like the next Park Chan Wook movie you'd be interested in covering for this program? I mean, I think we should do the trilogy. You want to do the trilogy? All right, yeah, I think that only makes sense. We we could do uh just the first and third in one episode since we did this one already. Mm, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot to cover a lot with both of those movies, and they're not all that similar. They have very different themes, very different um, plots, even if they have um, you know, names that go together with one another. Uh, maybe we'll do it how we did this show and just make it a little more concise, break it up, and handle it that way. Uh, all right. Well, I think that is a wrap on our old boy episodes here tonight. Uh, join us if I ever decide to release this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll we'll see. We'll f who knows what the future holds. Uh, join us at Patreon.com/slash/lowres. Join the five dollar tier. Uh, should I be directing them anywhere else? Mass State Lottery trailer. Right. H word name on Twitter. LowresWB on Twitter. ForgottenGenres.com for certainly superior filmmaking than what we saw from Spike Lee in 2013. All right, that has been Movies for this week. Thank you for listening.